Hello, everyone, and welcome into the Sean B. Show. It is Tuesday, January 16th, the year 2023, and I am here in the Edge Construction Studio in Columbus, Indiana. Look, Edge Construction, the masters of all things construction, okay? I say that over and over again because it's true, all right? Dirt work, side development, you need anything done? Just give them a call, okay? If they can help you, they'll point you in the right direction. These guys are studs. Nicest guys on the planet and good dudes and great constructors of things that need the constructing. 812-343-3035. Call my man Brian Jones and tell him the Sean B. Show sent you. Okay? Today's episode, reactions to Super Wild Card Weekend. It was a great weekend of football, and we're going to talk about all of it starting right now. You're listening to the Sean B. Show on Second String Media. Happy Tuesday. Welcome into the Sean B show. It is Sean B here in the studio all alone today. It is Tuesday, January 17th, the year 2023. And if you did not know, it is National Bootleggers Day. National Bootleggers Day, a day to, for whatever reason, celebrate the start of prohibition in the United States. Prohibition, of course, ran from January 17th, 2000, or I'm sorry, 1920 to uh, December 5th, 1933, 13, almost 14 long years. It didn't seem so bad, though. The 20s roared. And then, you know, there was this whole depression thing. And, you know, it just, uh, you know, prohibition overturned, repealed. December 5th, 1933. So, yeah, December 5th, we'll celebrate the repeal of Prohibition, maybe. I don't know. Depends on what the national day is. It is also National Classy Day. So, if you felt like being extra bougie or extra classy, that is uh, today's the day for that. That's why I wore my my uh, Team USA curling shirt today. Sleeves cut off. Cold as shit in here, but, you know, had to do it, you know, because it's, it's National Classy Day. And... And, of course, we will be spending the late morning reacting to NFL Super Wild Card Weekend, which was a great weekend of football. Okay? Had a good time watching football this weekend. Had a good time betting football this weekend. A lot of things went re- went well. A lot of things going right. A lot of things not going so hot. But, look, we only lost two of our ten exacta bets for the weekend. Okay? The only two we lost, we lost the the two highest paying ones, of course, because we had to throw Tampa Tom in on a couple. You know what I mean? So we lost the two highest paying exacta bets, but we only lost two of our 10 Super Bowl exactas. So we've still got we've still got some of those uh exactas out there hanging out. Odds have shifted on them a little bit, but we locked our odds in. And uh I I feel I feel kind of bad right now, and I'll 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 go ahead and talk about this real quick because I only have San Francisco and Cincinnati in with each other on both sides. So if the Niners or the Bengals make the Super Bowl, I also need the Niners only or the Bengals only to make the Super Bowl. Niners-Bengals is all I can have for those two teams. Otherwise, our bets are shit. And, you know, I, I randomly drew those out of a hat to decide out of about 20 that I went through which 10 I was going to pick. 
you know, and of course I had to throw Tampa Tom in there a couple times. And then I had to throw Rob's bet. Rob gave me the Philadelphia Buffalo prediction for the Super Bowl. So we had to throw those in. Still got eight out of 10 going. Um, we'll see how this shakes out. It's going to be a lot of fun. We'll go through that here in a few moments. Got a few things to talk about before we start Super Wild Card Weekend Reactions. Of course, uh, you know, there are other sports playing. Big things happened for the Hoosiers this weekend. The Indiana Hoosiers got a big upset over the Wisconsin Badgers, okay? Wisconsin wound up unranked. Of course, Tyler Wall, their leading score out. But the Hoosiers win 63-45. to And, of course, yesterday on MLK Day, had to watch Purdue edge out a nail-biter against Michigan State. The Big Ten's tough. Look, the Big Ten's no joke. Every team in this conference, top to bottom, I feel like can beat every team in this conference, top to bottom. As it sits right now, the only two ranked teams in the Big Ten, the Purdue Boilermakers, the Rutgers Scarlet Knights. Only two ranked teams in the Big Ten. I feel like that's a huge disservice to how good this conference is top to bottom, and we're going to see how that shakes out come tournament time. But uh, injuries plaguing the Hoosiers, of course, a big injury plaguing Wisconsin. Uh, we'll see how these teams hold up. The attrition of a of a season, a long season, And, of course, like I said, every week in the Big Ten, you're playing other Big Ten teams that are good basketball teams and can win on any given night. Indiana travels to Champaign to play the Fighting Illini of Illinois this Thursday at 8.30 p.m. at the other Assembly Hall. Then uh, Sunday they got that Tom Izzo coach Michigan State team. And I don't care who you are. I don't care who he's got. You never, ever, ever count Tom Izzo and the Spartans out 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 of a game, out of any game. Never count Izzo and Sparty out. Always dangerous. That's why he's one of the best of all time. And he really is one of the best of all time, Tom Izzo. A lot of people don't like him. Big fan over here. Tom Izzo, one of the best of all time. Easy NCAA tournament bet. Sweet 16. Like a master of getting to the Sweet 16. Just how they roll how they roll up there in Lansing. You know what I'm saying? As for the Pacers... We had talked about how well they were playing. Now, all of a sudden, we've got a little four-game slide, okay? A loss in New York, home loss to the Hawks and John Morant and the Grizzlies, who are absolutely on fucking fire right now. The Grizzlies have won nine straight. And then, of course, go to Milwaukee and lose the other night to the Bucks. Pacers have the Thunder tomorrow night and the Nuggets Friday night. Back-to-back in different, or not not back-to-back, sorry. Friday, Saturday, they're back-to-back there in Denver Friday night and in Phoenix Saturday night, back-to-back in different arenas. They have to do that twice in the next couple of weeks. So tough road ahead for the Pacers, but look, it's going to be okay. Pacers right now currently in that eighth spot. They're still a game above 500. They're going to be fine, okay? They're going to be fine. They still have not eclipsed that 23 and a half win um, over under total that was the preseason bet for the Pacers that we've been talking about that for a while now and of course they've been on a four game slide still haven't eclipsed that number you got to imagine they will right they're not gonna they're not gonna lose out that sounds insane of course we'll revisit that when the time comes uh, right now like I said the Grizzlies red hot I'm sorry they've won 10 in a row they are sitting second in the Western Conference with a 30 and 13 record tied up there with the Nuggets, man. The Pelicans in the number three spot. Sacramento 
in the number four spot in the West. And that's just not four teams I would have picked. You know, I'm looking Suns. I'm looking Warriors. Surely to God, the Lakers are going to be good someday, but they are not good right now. The Suns are under 500, which is a shocking thing to me. Um, yeah, so a lot, of, a lot of craziness in the NBA. But like I said, the Pacers go into OKC tomorrow night, uh, 8 p.m., and then Friday in Denver, Saturday in Phoenix. So that's uh, that's basketball news. That's basketball chatter. All right. Um, I'm just that excited to get to Super Wild Card Weekend, but I've got some NFL notes outside of Super Bowl Weekend or uh, Super Wild Card Weekend. Lamar Jackson's teammates confident he'll get a deal in Baltimore. I so there's a part of me, and like I said, it's a pipe dream, right? Like a guy like Lamar Jackson is a free agent, and you, you want to think, okay, the Colts need a young quarterback that's a stud. You know, that's a complete fucking pipe dream, okay? But it's possible, and there's the money's there, and I bet they give him a long-term deal. Look, the Colts make bad quarterback decisions. If this one turns out to be a bad quarterback decision, it'll just be what the Colts do. But uh, Lamar's teammates confident he'll get a deal done in Baltimore. I think the Ravens would be crazy not to. The only knock and I will say the only knock on Lamar Jackson durability, he has missed 10 of their last 22 games due to injury. 10 of the last 22 games Lamar sidelined due to injury. Uh, that team, although without Lamar Jackson, put up a fight against the Bengals the other night. We'll get to that game here in a little bit. Uh, teammates said he did everything he could to get back on the field. Mark Andrews says nothing but love and respect for number eight as a teammate and a friend. Look, as much as as much as you like to see the carousel go on, right? No matter what city we're talking about, whether it's India or another NFL team, these carousels of people moving around, it's entertaining. You also like to see a guy stick to a franchise for a career. And I obviously associate Lamar Jackson with the Ravens and want to keep it that way. It's how it goes. Jim Harbaugh is going to return to Michigan, says University President Santa Ono. I didn't know that guy's name was Santa Ono. Like, I didn't know Santa Ono was a thing until about last night. When I see this, you know, that he tweeted, the Michigan president tweeted uh, that Jim Harbaugh would be returning, confirmed it with the athletic director. Santa Ono, that's the fucking coolest name in the history of names. If your name is not Santa Ono, you are not as cool as this guy. And that is just fact. There's nothing we can do about that. <clears throat> Santa Ono, University of Michigan president. That name is almost as bad as getting a face tattoo. If I'm if I'm looking at a resume from Santa Ono, you know what? I'm not I'm not doing it. I'm not doing it. No. Harbaugh's going back to Michigan. The pipe dream of getting him to Indy that a lot of Colts fans have seems to be all but dust in the wind. As far as head coaching candidates that are big names, Sean Payton finished an interview with the Houston Texans. Why? Why on earth would Sean Payton go to the Houston Texans? The only thing you can prospect there is that either A, Davis Mills is actually good and just needs a coach, despite the fact that I feel like Lovey Smith did a great job, or maybe he likes one of these kids that are going to be able to get in the draft. I don't know. But Payton finished an interview with the Texans, wants to talk to Denver and Carolina this week. So Sean Payton seemingly coming back to the NFL. Doesn't seem to be even a question there. I feel like there are definitely better 
opportunities for him to get in and do something, especially like Denver's a shit show. That Indy's an obvious shit show. Houston looks to be a shit show. Houston's uh, experiencing that fallout from paying the shit out of Deshaun Watson. And uh, yeah, shit show. Shit show. Carolina actually looks like a destination. Carolina looks like there's something that you can work with there. Carolina made a push now. Worst division in football. The NFC South got a got a sub-500 team in the playoffs. But Carolina made a play at the end. They looked tough at the end of the year. They battled and looked tough at the end of the year. That might be a destination where a guy like Sean Payton goes and says, you know what, we're going to fucking do something. We've got pieces. We're going to make something happen. Sean Payton finished an interview with the Texans. The last place you want to see a guy like Tet Land is in the same fucking division as us. And by us, I mean the Colts. Because, yes, I'm that fan that says us. Don't give a shit. Tua Tungvaluwa confirmed by the Miami Dolphins that he is going to be QB1 for Miami in 2023. And, you know, as long as he's healthy enough to play and they're not still trying to fucking kill him, that seems like the right move. Like Tua did a great job. The Dolphins much, much better team with Tua. I got to think full strength Tua beats Buffalo. Okay. Because Sunday, Skylar Thompson, Miami, damn near beat Buffalo. Couple of great football games on Sunday. Matter of fact, all three of them were great on Sunday. It was a great, it was a great day to watch football. That Buffalo Miami game lasted almost four hours. Marathon of a football game, but a great football game nonetheless. Nonetheless, a great football game. Okay. I'm going to start some jams here, and uh, we're going to talk about Super Wildcard Weekend because what a great weekend in football. Like, it, it always is. It's the NFL playoffs, it's exciting. And it started on Saturday. Started on Saturday with the Seahawks and the 49ers. Now, I put a Facebook post out, a tweet out the other day on this on this Saturday when this went down. And I said, I'm never talking about sports on a podcast again. The Hoosiers win by 18. Not sure how they fucking did it. Even though Wisconsin's leading scorer was out, I didn't think Indiana had a chance missing Race Thompson and Xavier Johnson. But the Hoosiers win by 18 off great play from a double-double out of Geronimo and TJD. Anyway. So I was way off there. But then I'm watching Seattle, San Francisco, and I'm seeing the Niners, which was, it was a good first half. Like Seattle went into halftime with a lead. Great first half. But I remember the prop bets I said the other day. I said Geno over 0.5 interceptions, CMC over 77 and a half rushing yards, Niners are going to win. All three of those hit. All three of those hit the trifecta for the Seahawks-Niners game hit. So ultimately went right back to the internet. Listen to my podcast. Okay. You want more nuggets like this one? Listen to my podcast. Geno Smith, 25 at 35 for 253 and two tuds. That's a good ball game. Despite throwing a pick. Kenneth Walker, not a lot going on the ground. Of course, this Niners defense is so good against the run. Kenneth Walker did get 63 and a tud though. DK Metcalf, super stud. 10 receptions, buck 36, two touchdowns. DK Metcalf, of course, they had the long one from Geno. Look, the Seahawks in the first half looked like this this was going to be a battle the whole way. San Francisco kind of took this game over in the fourth quarter. Took the lead in the third, established dominance in the fourth. Brock Purdy, 
18 of 30 for 332 and three tons. And I have had questions about this kid. Of course, you have questions about all kids you've never heard of. Iowa State quarterback. I mean, it, it, there's always the questions. And, of course, you know how good the San Francisco offense is around him. But, man, like to stand in playoff Sunday or Saturday, did a great job. 18 to 30, 332, three tuds. Christian McCaffrey, 15 carries, buck 19. Had a receiving touchdown of his own. Along with Elijah Mitchell, okay? Running backs and receiving tuds. That's part of that 49er offense, man. They just beat the shit out of you. They just absolutely beat the shit out of you. Debo Samuel, six grabs for a buck 33. He had a tut of his own. It's good. Just a good day for the Niners, okay? Look, close game in the first half. Niners established dominance in the second half. This could be a very difficult football team to beat. A very, very difficult football team to beat. What a comeback was this Jacksonville Jaguars game. What an absolute comeback. This game was lopsided, dude. Absolutely lopsided. Chargers led at one point, 27 to nothing. Jags get a kind of a garbage touchdown before halftime and then dominate the second half. Absolutely dominate the second half. Herbert went for 273. Dominate the second half. Chargers come back and beat the Jack. Jags come back and beat the Chargers. 31-30. Walk-off field goal action. Okay? Now, this game, this game I went only one for two, prop betting. I had the Chargers, which looked really, really good with about 26 minutes to go in this game. I had Eckler over 38 and a half receiving yards. Eckler didn't do that. Eckler only, uh, Eckler caught what? Two passes for eight yards. I did hit ETN over 76 and a half rushing yards. Of course, ETN had a great day. Uh, 20 carries, bucko nine. But T-Law, baby. 28 of 47, never given up. Did throw four interceptions, okay? He did throw four interceptions. It is hard to throw four interceptions and win a football game. T-Law did it. T-Law absolutely did it. Uh, we've got the turnover battle here. Just a, <laughs> just a, just, just not good. Okay, five turnovers for the Jacksonville Jaguars to none for the LA Chargers. Five turnovers to none. Chargers win the time of possession battle. Chargers had a few more penalty yards, but not a heavily penalized game for either team. Chargers were 8 of 17 on third down compared to Jacksonville's 2 of 10. Sheer gut and grit brought the Jaguars back from a 27-point deficit to walk it off with a field goal and move on to the divisional round. What a football game. I missed my bets, but hey, you know, it doesn't matter. Because at the end of the day, it's wild card weekend, and you're going to get some crazy shit. Speaking of crazy shit, how was this game this close? How was this game this good? This game was supposed to be a blowout. I definitely had the 13 and a half point spread for Buffalo. Okay? You do a straight up pick on Buffalo to win this game. That's yeah, an easy pick. Or we think. What we didn't know was Skylar Thompson was going to stand in there and make some great throws. Look, he didn't have great numbers. Okay, he threw the ball 45 times, only got 220 yards. One tud, two picks. 
In fact, there's not a lot of mind-blowing numbers for either side of this football, with the exception of what we talked about earlier, Buffalo's turnovers. Buffalo's turnovers nearly killed them. Miami, a couple turnovers of their own, but Buffalo, three turnovers. Miami capitalized on every one of them. This is what kept the Dolphins in the game. The Dolphins defense looking like studs. Josh Allen just doing, unfortunately, what Josh Allen does. This is the third worst team in the NFL for turnovers. Josh Allen throws a lot of interceptions. But look, it's that whole Brett Favre-like mantra, right? It's that gunslinger mantra. We're going to do this. We're going to make throws. We're going to make shit look impossible. And sometimes we're going to fuck it up. At the end of the day, Buffalo wins 34-31. What a tight contested game. Buffalo has to get a first down in the final seconds to seal the thing. I finally get to get up from watching this game. Did not know it was 5-5 till when this game ended. That was unbelievable to me. Unbelievable to me. But Buffalo gets to win 34-31. What a great football game. Just to watch and be entertained by. A lot of big plays. A lot of things happening. For the Bills, Josh Allen threw for 352. I said he'd throw over 260 and a half, and he did. Landon Roberts did not get the five and a half tackles plus assists that I said he would. But hey, you know what? Two out of three ain't bad. Buffalo gets the win. Moving on to the divisional round now. Now, this game. We thought this game could be settled by a walk-off field goal. This game went down to the wire, too. Okay, up there in Minnesota. The NFC East doing what it do. NFC East continues to pound everybody. Some thought it'd be one of the worst divisions in football. Some thought it'd be the worst division in football. The NFC East still has three teams in the playoffs. Three out of four NFC teams in the playoffs from the same fucking division. Okay, the Giants. Huge day. I said Daniel Jones would have to be the passer that he is normally not. Because the Vikings are an awful passing defense. Daniel Jones, 301 yards, two touchdowns through 24-35. That's a great stat line. That is not a Daniel Jones stat line, but that is a great stat line. Daniel Jones also 17 carries for 78 yards. Average 4.6 a carry. That's a quarterback. That's a quarterback. Saquon, of course, got in there and got two tuds of his own, only 53 yards. But, hey, why do you need rushing yards when your quarterback's doing it all? It's worked for Baltimore for a few years now. Daniel Jones did a great job of just being the stud that the Giants needed him to be and kind of showing there why the Giants are in the playoffs, kind of showing why it was correct move when the Giants took this kid out of Duke. He's done a great job. He's going to get paid, and he fucking deserves it. And I was not behind this. I'm drafting Daniel Jones' move that the Giants made when they did it. But this guy is absolutely done. Like I said, this playoff win here changes everybody's mind frame when it comes to Daniel Jones. This playoff win right here will get the guy paid. This is what will get the guy paid. Kirk Cousins, 31-39, to 273, and two tuds, no picks. That's a good stat line, man. That's just that's – just, it's consistent football. Not a lot of running game to speak of. Dalvin Cook got 60 yards on the ground. Cousins with the one rushing touchdown. TJ Hawkinson was their target of the day. 10 catches, 129 yards. KJ Osborne and Irv Smith Jr. both caught touchdown passes. Jefferson Justin, Jefferson Justin is about what I just said. Justin Jefferson, relatively quiet. Seven grabs for 47 yards. 
look, there's a lot of lot of things to, dip, to dive into in this game, but the reality is evenly matched game, no turnovers. Clean game, no turnovers, not a lot of penalty yards. Look, 57 yards for both teams combined. Daniel Jones did get sacked three times. I said just the Giants dominated time of possession. That's where that's where I mean that's where you win these close games, right? Minnesota 11 wins again in one score games this year. This is another one score game they did not win cuz again when you dive into the numbers here, the Giants just had the ball more. Great football game. Great to watch. Not the outcome that I projected, but look, I, I got Minnesota wrong, but Richie James got uh, over. No, he didn't. Uh, Dalvin Cook, no, no. 0 for 3 on this fucking game. I missed it all. That's okay. It's okay that I missed it all. doesn't matter. Because sometimes you miss them all. Speaking of swings and misses, this Ravens-Bengals game, how about Joey Burrow? Being relatively quiet and the Bengals still getting a win. Okay, huge play. Tyler Huntley thought he had a touchdown. Tyler Huntley did not have a touchdown, wasn't anywhere close. When In terms of the game of inches, wasn't anywhere close. Obviously, he was about six inches off. But it was pretty obvious on camera, Tyler Huntley did not have that touchdown. It was instead my guy, Sam Hubbard. Going the distance. And Cincinnati kid won a state championship at Moeller High School right there in Cincinnati. Sam Hubbard taking that bitch all the way back. 98 yards for a tud. The big man going to get some oxygen after that play. That was the play of the game by far. Maybe the play of the year. Took that ball right out of Tyler Huntley's hands. But look, Joe Burrow, 23 of 32 for 209 and a touchdown. That's not a Joe Burrow stat line. Joe Mixon, 39 yards was their leading rusher. Jamar Chase did Jamar Chase things. Nine grabs, 84 yards on a tud. I mean, that's that's the offense in the game. The Bengals offense, relatively stagnant. Okay? Like, just not a lot happening from the Bengals. Tyler Huntley did everything he could. 17 to 29, 226, two tuds, threw a pick. Again, the turnovers, difference in this ball game. Bengals turned it over once. Ravens turned it over twice. One score game. Ravens actually dominated time of possession. They dominated total yards, dominated passing yards, dominated rushing yards, dominated yards per play. On paper, side by side, with the exception of third down efficiency, the Ravens looked like the better team in this game. Sam Hubbard. The difference in getting the Bengals onto the divisional round. But this was a fun game to watch. It was one of those two games. Okay, I had Buffalo winning huge. I had Cincinnati winning huge, but both of those games ended up being great. Actually, all three games on Sunday, just fantastic. What a treat. Monday night was kind of a treat, depending on your thoughts on Tom Brady, because I tell you what, if you are a Tom Brady hater, which I am not, but if you are a Tom Brady hater, you loved watching football last night. Monday Night Football, because this guy looked like, I don't want to say it too horribly, but he looked like shit. 35 of 66. He threw the ball 66 times. Yeah, 351 yards, two touchdowns, and a pick. He threw the ball 66 times. Leonard Fournette, 11 yards on the ground. 
five carries. Rashad White, seven for 41. We know Dallas has a good run defense. We know Tampa Bay's run game is not good. It's mostly because their offensive line is shit. Tom Brady trying to go out and win this game by himself. And I got to say, I, 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 31 incompletions, and a lot of them looked really, really bad. A lot of these incompletions looked really, really bad. I, uh, I'm sitting here, and I'm watching the GOAT, right? And all you hear is chatter about how he should retire. Tom's got to retire. Tom's got to retire. Tommy got to do shit. He doesn't have to do shit. I really wish he'd have played well last night so I didn't have to hear all that shit. You get on today, and there's this thing on ESPN narrated by Steve Young that's just like, everybody should know when it's time, and you never think it's time until after the fact, and then you realize it was time. Shut the fuck up. Like, Tom Brady can do whatever the fuck he wants because he was better than you. He was better than you, 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 and you. He's the greatest of all time. And if you're going to tell a guy that he can still make 11 million, 12 million, 20 million a year, whatever it is that he's going to make a year if he signs next year, go get it. That's what you want to do. You want to be a 46-year-old quarterback? Go be a 46-year-old quarterback. There are a lot of teams who would benefit from having Tom Brady as their starting quarterback. But I'll be honest with you, man. Last night I'm watching him. A lot of throws short. A lot of throws didn't know who the fuck they were going at. That's a different guy than, like I said, even 2021 Tom Brady. Much, much different guy. I I hated watching it. I hated watching it. However, oh, by the way, I forgot to I forgot to talk about those Bengals Ravens props. Dobbins got his yards. Chase got his tutty. Cincinnati got his got their win. I'm I'm back three for three. Then of course we go to these uh, Tampa Bay Dallas props that I had on the on the podcast on Saturday. Pollard got his rushing yards. Godwin over seven and a half receptions. He had ten for eighty five yards. The Bucks lost, which I like. I said I went back and forth about this game all week. I didn't know it was going to be a blowout, and it was a blowout. Like, there was a garbage tud there at the end. Um, I'm not going to say who, but I had a friend of mine who would have hit a parlay last night had that touchdown pass not rolled off Mike Evans' fingers and given Tampa Bay another garbage tud. But this this game was this game was awful. Awful from the start. Dallas, even, even in looking really good, Dallas managed to look bad. Even in looking good, Dallas managed to look bad. Brett Maher looked bad last night. How do you miss? Four extra points. I can't shit on him too much. I've never done it. Like, I've never kicked in an NFL game. I, 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 I'm a backyard kicker. I just know that I watch other NFL kickers that don't miss like that. In a game where your team scored 31 points, The kicker had only one, and that doesn't make sense whatsoever. Whatsoever. No matter what the Cowboys heading on, beating Tampa Bay 31-14, to another two out of three ain't bad. Look, I got to be honest, I didn't do bad this weekend, okay? I had a lot of of bets going, and uh, I didn't do bad at all. I like those player props. Like, I like to look at, well, Here's what this is going on. So blah, blah, blah. We knew Mike Evans was going to be covered up by, uh, by Trayvon Diggs. Mike Evans still got his yards. Mike Evans, Mike Evans 
Didn't look like he was covered up by Trayvon Diggs. Six for 74. Not a lot of Mike Evans yards, but not a bad ball game. Godwin, 10 for 85. Brady missed a lot of these throws. Brady missed a lot of these throws. Like I said, the garbage shot at the end that rolled off Mike Evans' fingertips, yeah, maybe it was a little overthrown. This guy had two, two sets of fingertips on the ball. That's his touchdown. He dropped it. But outside of that one, man, Tom Brady did not look good last night. The Buccaneers suffered their final loss of the season, finished 8-10, and 10, losing record, a losing record for the first time in Tom Brady's career. Had a losing record as a starting quarterback. That's insane. I'll tell you what else is a first, though. The first time since 1997 that three teams from the same division are in the divisional round. It happened in 97 with the NFC Central. That's right. First time since realignment. The NFC Central actually got four teams to the playoffs that year. But uh, 2002 realignment, four teams across eight divisions, four teams per division. Three of these teams out of one division still in the NFL playoffs. Eight teams left, three of them from the same division. It's insane to me, but it is going to be awesome. I cannot wait. There's no question the NFC East has more than five wins above any other division in football. No matter what we said, no matter what you thought, the Dallas Cowboys are 13-5. and five. The NFC East is what it is. Like, they're still there, okay? So, look, divisional round. Not a lot to talk about in the divisional round yet. Of course, got to do some some deep dives into these games. I'm just finishing up Super Wild Card Weekend, but uh, Jacksonville opens plus eight and a half at Kansas City. That's going to be Saturday at 4.30 on NBC and Peacock. The New York Giants open at plus seven and a half. They're going to be at Philadelphia Saturday at 8.15 p.m. on Fox. And then the Bengals plus five opening up against Buffalo Sunday at three o'clock on CBS and Paramount Plus. And then Dallas, the Cowboys, opening at plus four at San Francisco Sunday, 6.30 p.m. on Fox. So, yeah, that's football. That's wild card weekend. What a great weekend it was. Okay? Absolutely jacked. Nothing, nothing to hate about the games that went on this weekend. Just, just fire. Just fire football all over the board. All right? Now, the picks didn't go the way we wanted to. Hell, I missed three. I thought the Chargers, Vikings, and uh, and, and maybe the Bucks. I'm going to say I missed two, okay? I was back and forth on this Dallas-Tampa. I mean, I guess if you have to pick one gun to your head before the game, I would have picked Tampa. But, you know, Tom looks so bad last night. I feel so bad for him. But, again, of course, today, you have to have a bad game. And then you have to get up next day. You got to know he has a cell phone. You got to know he gets notifications, people blowing him up. Hey, man, it said you're going to retire. Tom says we're going to take it a, a day at a time. Which anytime somebody looks at you and says, uh, we're going to take it a day at a time, what they're saying is shut the fuck up. <laughs> That's what they're saying. Tom, take him the, the, the future conversation a day at a time. Now, we don't even know what he means by future conversation. There's been rumors about him signing other places. Uh, the most notable ones I've heard in New Orleans. But you, you never know what. You, you've also heard going back to New England. You, who knows? Who knows? Tom's single, man. Tom's got his whole life ahead of him. 
45 years old, still got it, greatest of all time, doesn't need to prove shit to anyone, do whatever the fuck he wants. I hope he gets 10 rings. I don't give a shit. Doesn't matter to me at this point. What I know is that in the realm of Super Bowl exactas, we are not looking terrible unless you consider the fact that the 49ers can't make the Super Bowl unless they play the Bengals. So still remaining, we've got Buffalo beating Philadelphia plus 1,200. Philadelphia beating Kansas City at plus 1,400. Philadelphia beating Buffalo at plus 1,800. And then we got Cincinnati beating San Francisco at plus 2,000. San Francisco beating Cincinnati at plus 2,500. Buffalo beating Dallas at three plus 3,000. Dallas beating Kansas City at plus 3,000. And Philadelphia beating Cincinnati at plus 3,000. A lot of these have shifted. The odds actually decreased on a lot of these. What I hate is that the odds decreased on both the San Francisco Cincinnati exactas. If there's a chance that you picked the Super Bowl correctly and you picked that it was going to be San Francisco Cincinnati, which maybe I have, I don't know. But if there's a chance you got that right, there's opportunity there to make a lot of money. You start you start going side to side, there's opportunity there to make some real money. So I'm pretty stoked about that. We'll see how it all shakes out. The NFL playoffs, always exciting. And, uh, yeah, that's the, that's the gist of that. Super wild card weekend in the books. We've had a lot of fun. I'll tell you what we're going to do. We're going to dive in on, t- uh, on Thursday this week. We're going to kind of take our initial dives into the games here. And then, of course, on Saturday, we'll go into prop betting, player props. Here's why this player is going to do this and whatnot and this and that. We got the Pacers Thunder tomorrow night. Of course, we'll talk about that on Thursday. Got the Nuggets coming up on Friday. And then a big weekend with the Suns on Saturday. So, Indiana basketball, the Hoosiers, Thursday night at Illinois. We'll do a little pregaming for that on Thursday. I'm just really jacked, okay? And above all this, above all this, and I know that a lot of people aren't with me on this, but above all this, spring training just over a month away. Actually, not even a month away. No, it starts up February 14th, Valentine's Day. So, yeah, we're, we're inside 20 days. Spring training rapidly approaching. I feel like it was just like three or four days ago that I told somebody it was in 40 days. So, go fighting Illini. What are your personal picks? Are we do, oh, oh, we're doing a, I have till 4 p.m. Saturday for family pickup. I'll give you my picks on... Uh, I'll give you my initial picks on Thursday, but uh, the picks that I give on this podcast on Saturday will be my official picks. That's what we'll do. So, yeah, you'll get your picks last minute, just like I always do. I don't mess around. I don't mess around. I know who my fantasy football keepers are, though. This should work out better for me next year than it did this year, but I've got Jonathan Taylor and Josh Allen on my fantasy team, and my fantasy team was fucking terrible. I mean, just fucking terrible. That's how that bounced. I, I can't. I can't help that. Okay, I can't go play for him. I try. I promise you, it'd be worse. But uh, this has been the Sean B Show. I'm gonna wrap it up here momentarily. I've got a couple of tidbits for you. A, 
listen, you could go get second string media branded products. That's right. T-shirts, hats, water bottles. You want a little onesie for your baby that says maybe Sean B show or mind snacks podcast on it. Go get it. Just go to secondstringmedia.net to the second string media store and order some shit. Okay. It's that simple. It's right there. Great store. Look, do the ordering right there. They ship it. It's great stuff right now. Free standard shipping for the next today and tomorrow and till the end of Thursday. Yeah. Through the 18th free standard shipping on the second string media store, secondstringmedia.net in the blue banner. Click second string media store. It's all right there. Okay. So, and with that free standard shipping, get you some, get you some couple things, a couple shout outs here. Edge construction. Masters of all things construction. Of course, they help us out with this nice studio space. It's an Edge Construction Studio. That's why we named it that, because it's here. Okay? Masters of all things construction. If you're listening live, go to your phone with your construction issue and dial no other number than 812-343-3035. Call my friend Brian. Tell him the Sean B. Show sent you. It's going to work out good for you. little site development. Maybe some dirt work. Hell, whatever you need. These guys, they do it all. They're awesome. And they're studs. They're good dudes. Love them. Just like Home Doggy Daycare. Hey, look, do you need a place to take your animals when you're out of town? When you're at work? Maybe you've got to work a long weekend. Whatever it is. Look, daytime daycare, overnight stays, weekend stays, long-term stays, whatever it is. She'll work with you. Just Like Home Doggy Daycare on Facebook or on the web at justlikehomedoggydaycare.com. Guys, once again, it's Sean B. Show. I'm Sean B. I'm getting out of here. I want you guys to do me a favor and have an excellent Tuesday. We'll see you Thursday.